0: Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear podcast. Six years, ladies and gentlemen, six years we've been doing this show. Six years I've been coming up with this this stuff, and every single time, that woman has been there to to fire me up, to support the show, to support. I don't know. She's always with it, always getting it right. I am William Clear. This is Pop Talk and Aliens, and it is a podcast. As we enter year seven, this is a very special episode because. First of all, it's been six years of doing this thing, sixty thousand episodes. No, not really. Like, six, there's sixty something, because I, I don't do an episode all the time. I'm not a journalist. I don't jump on all these UFO things the minute they happen. There's a lot of great podcasts and a lot of great shows that do that. Uh, this is not one of them. I kind of lay lay back, and then as the information comes in, we collected it, put together a story to to talk to you about, and and hopefully maybe I'd you know throw in a couple of fucking jokes. You know, that kind of thing. So and and for those of you who listen and are entertained by that, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And for those of you who have been listening since day one when I did my first episode sitting in my car with a digital mic <laughs> talking about fucking Elton John albums, uh I don't I cannot express my thanks enough to you. And, and you you know, you, you keep listening to this and I, I I appreciate it. I I'm happy that you're entertained. Um I'm truly happy that you are entertained because that's the point of this is to be entertaining, but also to mix facts with fun. That's important. So that's what we're going to do in this show, which, by the way, I'm going to tell you in advance, this is going to be a difficult show to do because there there is a lot, there's a lot going on right now with the UFOs. There's essentially a tug of war going on between government officials the senate so forth and the department of defense the pentagon as to who gets to control the ufo information and and it's it it's there's all it's all tied up in knots and there's all there's a lot going on and and some of it i don't understand and i don't think anyone quite understands yet because just today Today, in a rare case of when I am bringing breaking news, the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, the defense bill for 2022, uh, passed the Senate $770 billion for defense. And there's, there's UFO stuff involved, which I'm going to get into. There's a lot of UFO stuff involved. But first, if you want to follow us, please do so on Instagram, at Pop Talk and Aliens. You can uh, get updates about the show. And I post news articles and pictures of things. And, you know, it's fun. It's Instagram. And that's that's the best place to keep in touch. You can also go to poptalkandaliens.com if you want to access episodes that are no longer available on podcast apps going back six long years. And uh, I had just uh, started a TikTok account. Yeah, one video. Going to see how it goes. I don't know. We'll see. Might be it, it, it'll be an... An interesting way to possibly do more content, as they call it. I like to think of it as entertainment, hopefully. Uh, But to do shorter little bits about UFO updates and stuff on a more regular basis without having to make a whole podcast dedicated to one little story. Because I, again, long form. That's what we're doing. That's why I'm babbling on and on and on and on right now as I speak. So pop talk and aliens at pop talk and aliens on instagram pop talk and aliens TikTok, and pop talk and aliens dot com other than that you know if you want to help the show just leave a good rating on the podcast app that you're listening on that's it you know i'm not going to send you all over the place signing up for shit clicking bell icons hitting this thumbs up hitting that it's just just you be entertained i'll i'll do the work you be entertained okay so like i said Hard to uh, hard to put this all together, but let me contextualize it a little bit to at least, if nothing else, for me, to to understand and sort of put this in a in an understandable manner. Let's go. Let's look back a few years, quite a few years. Uh, in 1947, as you well know, in July, the, the Roswell crash happened, and I never really said this on the podcast so I always kind of leave it as the you decide type of thing I will say I might as well after six years that I totally fucking think that Roswell was aliens of some sort from the ocean from another dimension from the from fucking space I don't know but I I think not human is the sort of that's the conclusion I've come to over the years and it's interesting to note and it plays into what I'm going to talk about that's going on right now Harry Truman's National Security Act was signed into law the same month that Roswell happened. And what that law brought with it was the creation of the CIA and the creation of the Department of Defense. Coincidence? Maybe that was because of the Russians and the Cold War and everything that everyone says. But, you know, you should know, if you don't already... That the day that Roswell happened, there was no CIA and no Department of Defense. But three short weeks later, there were both of them. Now we get to the present day, where the CIA and the Department of Defense, who from that point on, were, as far as we know, basically the guardians of information pertaining to UFOs, probably more, you know, the Defense Department and everything than the CIA. Um, but the, they were the the gatekeepers. And only since 2015 or so, whenever the the UFO, the gimbal video and the tic-tac video started popping up all over the place, that the Pentagon, not the government, you know, not the Senate and all that, the the Pentagon had to admit, yes, those are real. And then came the pressure from the people and from actual representatives. Harry Reid, Marco Rubio, um, and down the line. I just named a Republican and a Democrat to make everybody happy because no one can fucking just relax if I say only one. Um, <laughs> so, I'm whatever. It uh, The point is bipartisan. Bipartisan pressure on the Pentagon and the Department of Defense to fucking cough it up. G- spill your guts on what you have. And so, finally they uh, shoved into one of the COVID stimulus packages uh, a demand that that the Senate be given a report on UFOs and what the fuck do you guys know about them? And this summer, we got that report. And what it was, was not a report. It was a preliminary assessment of unidentified uh, aerial phenomenon or something. That's what it was called, the preliminary assessment. And what it had, it was like a page. It had nothing. And it basically said, "We uh, have a certain amount of cases. we've eliminated most of them. There are a few that are unknown, and that is what uh, we will continue to investigate, and we will use uh, more resources and people from from different specialties and and we'll we'll get on this and and we'll get back to you. And they're supposed to do that every I think every six months or so they're supposed to up it's we're supposed to get updates, but not sure. I mean, it's certainly been that long since the last one, so I'm not sure how that works. But I do know this. The game has changed anyway, so it doesn't even really matter about that. Because with the new defense bill that uh, that passed today, there was a, a senator, Kathy Gillibrand, who was trying to get an amendment put into that bill that would create basically a new office of UFO studies that would have, be re- have re- direct relations from the Senate to the Department of Defense, the Pentagon, etc., so that we could have transparency with this information. So it wasn't us just sitting back waiting for a one-page report that said, you know, we're looking into it kind of shit. And she, was, she worked very hard on that. She had, uh, uh, again, bi- very bipartisan with the UFOs. If there's anything, if there's anything we can get to, we can agree on, it's that fucking UFOs, we need to know. As, as Ronald Reagan talked about in his, in his uh, speech to the United Nations, you know, if we were, would we not put aside our differences if, we, if, we, if aliens were attacking us? So yeah, that that the you know really is like the only thing that we can agree on is yes, let's find out what the fucking UFOs are. So bipartisan support that there was she had no problem uh, getting that put into the bill. But then th- what happened is basically this: the Pentagon decided, basically, it was like. Uh, Gillibrand and Marco Rubio was 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 a big supporter of this amendment to the bill and everything that they were like hey we want to get in in uh, we want to get in on the basketball game and the pentagon said no and they took their fucking ball home and this is how they did it this is what they did just a few weeks ago as all of this you know they're working out the bill and trying to get this office created and define it and everything put into the bill the pentagon quietly announces two nights before thanksgiving that it had formed this office the airborne object identification and management synchronization group and uh, from an article in u.s news it is described uh, to be working with the intelligent agencies agencies it serves as a follow-up to a government wide effort earlier this year, as I was talking about, to document and analyze reports of encounters with unidentified objects, UAPs, predominantly from military pilots. The new office, which reports to the Under Undersecret- Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, will now oversee the entire government study of UFOs, focusing on sightings within restricted military airspace, and will also quote, assess and mitigate any associated threats to safety of flight and national security a spokeswoman says the defense department has since justified the composition of the office as necessary to provide uniformity to the reporting process and subsequent analysis now that is what they said they were going to do in the preliminary assessment that they were going to you know provide uniformity they were going to streamline and provide consistency across all of their reporting so they didn't lie What they didn't say was, and also we're going to keep it all to ourselves. Uh, A a member of MUFON, the uh, mutual UFO network, was quoted as saying, it represents a brazen step towards completely stifling the burgeoning demand from both the public and Congress for increased UFO transparency, says Peter Whiteley, a researcher based in Japan and a member of MUFON which considers itself one of the largest and oldest of its kind. Clearly, the Department of Defense is attempting to reverse course on this trend and shut the door on further disclosure of any kind. It is clear that the Pentagon does not want any any civilian interference on this, said uh, Klaas von, chairman for the Sweden-based Archives for the Unexplained, among the most comprehensive digital libraries for UFO sightings and investigations into them by governments worldwide this is a power struggle over who should have access to uap information and that is that is them taking the fucking ball home i heard someone uh in researching this describe it as them swallowing the key and it really it really is is that because uh when the Pentagon announced this, and they, they released a document with just a, just a bunch of, of bullshit, I'd read it to you, but it's just a bunch of, of government Pentagon speak, and you don't need to hear it. it can, I'm giving you what you need. Um, but a Pentagon spokesman did say, This is a chance for us to be much more organized in the way we process our reports, and we will certainly continue to be as, trans, as transparent as we can about these phenomena and the impact that they may or may not be having on our ability to operate. He then tempered expectations about what the public may learn of the newly formed office's findings. I don't want to leave you with the impression... This is a quote. This is a quote from John Kirby, a Pentagon spokesman. I don't want to leave you with the impression that there'll be some sort of regular drumbeat of, you know of some kind of report that gets posted on a website, you know, every couple months. That is the quote. I didn't add the you knows and the you know, uh, That that's him. I don't want to leave you with the impression that there'll be some sort of regular drumbeat of, you know, of some kind of report that gets posted on a website, you know, every couple of months. So basically... I don't want to leave you with the impression that you're going to get anything out of this. I want to leave you with the impression of we have taken back control, as happened several weeks after Roswell. We get the information. We have just cut the legs out from under uh, Gillibrand and, and everyone else that was that was trying to get this thing into the defense, uh, the defense bill. By the way, this Gillibrand, is she a Democrat or Republican? Who fucking cares? point is she's working on UFOs, but she actually voted no on this bill. It was for other reasons. She wanted other stuff done in, with the military. and, and, and But it, the her pet project thing in it with the UFOs, it's like it's already been, it, like I said, you know, it's like the the legs have already been cut out from underneath it. So it's she just she didn't even vote on this. She voted no on this thing because one of her other pet projects that was in there didn't get funded enough. So she just was like, well, fuck the whole thing. You couldn't even get the UFOs in there. Forget it. I mean, there is money in the new defense bill that is supposedly being allocated towards what the Congress and the Senate wanted in terms of transparency and communication between the Pentagon and their, you know, new streamline reporting. And instead, uh, the Pentagon basically said, no, 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 we're taking our ball home. You can't play. It's on us it's on us we'll, we'll deal with it. So we can only hope at that point for more leaks and more people having to go to the Pentagon directly and say hey is this true? Hey Navy is this true? Is this true we're gonna we're gonna be back to that because the work it seems it seems and again this bill was just passed today so maybe they'll put pressure on the Pentagon to cooperate and and have some sort of you know transparency of reporting. I don't have a lot of uh, optimism about it. Um, I'm just looking at some other part of a different article that says uh, two former defense officials who previously worked on UFO assessments told The Hill in an interview that the latest initiative is woefully unprepared to handle the issue. Quote, If we want 70 more years of secrecy on this topic, then this is the perfect place to put it. They've had four years so far, and we have had little in the way of efforts serving the public interest. That's uh, from Luis Elizondo. And uh, Luis Elizondo obviously was the head of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, otherwise known as AATIP, which went from 2012 to 2017. Um, And then supposedly didn't exist for a while. And then in 2020, it resurfaced without him as the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. And that Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force is now the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization (laughs) Group. A-O-I-M-S-G. What a bunch of fucking assholes, even in the name. They're just like, this, let's make this just so fucking hard to... There's no, like, easy way to say it. There's no nickname. You can't, can't call it A-TIP. Uh, nothing. Just let's... Let, we'll call it U-A-P-T-F. No, nobody's going to say that. The uh, the original thing in the, the defense bill that they were trying to get uh, passed, Anomaly Surveillance and Resolution Office. ASRO. I mean, it's still stupid, but... You know what? I don't know what are you gonna call it? Project Blue Book, Project Red Book. I mean, whatever. But yeah, it's nice. Four words. ASRO. It almost sounds like ASMR. Almost sounds like ASMR. So that's that's where we are now. We do not have the Anomaly Surveillance and Resolution Office, uh, although that is in the bill. Instead, we have other crazy long name thing that is a continuation of every other government program to study UFOs that studies it in secrecy and privacy behind closed doors, which makes you, makes me wonder, anyway, if things like, uh, you know how crazy people thought the idea of the Majestic 12 was? The Majestic 12. And... an organization supposedly myth you know a legend in the literal sense of the word a legend being you know something that may or may not exist actual definition of legend uh so majestic 12 fitting the legendary designation supposedly formed in 1947 of all years by harry truman of all people to um Uh, investigate ufos to to analyze uh recovered spacecraft and things like that and the majestic 12 was a debate that went on for years and years with ufologists like uh stanton friedman and linda moulton Howe, finding documents and presenting them you know literally like in front of congress and things like that and then and debunkers Coming out and saying that uh, Stan Friedman was just making these documents and so forth. Um, I've talked about this on the show before, but it it was so ridiculed by debunkers that eventually it just drifted into the pool of yeah, I probably not. I doubt it. Majestic Twelve seems a little far fetched. Well, now I mean we have we had Project Blue Book. We've had the we've had a tip. We've had all of these organizations that are studying UFOs and now they just can't really hide behind closed doors because there's the internet and there's fucking leaked videos and, and the, you know, now the the actual government of the people quote unquote supposedly uh, wants access to. So now they create this crazy fucking office, with all kinds of you know black box shit with this ridiculously long name that nobody can say and doesn't it make sense that if you look back over the course of all of this the creation of the CIA the creation of the Department of Defense that there would be something like a Majestic 12 in there why not the fuck what the fu- what the fuck is the difference at this point when we get to 2021 and we see all of these things happening in real time. I mean, as I say this, again, this defense bill passed today. And there is money dedicated to what the government wants to be open communication about UFOs. So the fact that there could have been an, a secret organization put together by Harry Truman in 1947 to, to you know investigate UFOs is less far-fetched. Then what is happening in front of our very eyes? Can you imagine reverse the time? And if if I was talking now about all this shit that went down in nineteen forty seven, about the government trying to put this UFO stuff into a bill, and then the Pentagon creating this secret organization that said "fuck you," no, we're not going to communicate with you. We're going to do it in our own ways, and we're not going to you know put it on some uh, you know uh, uh, public bulletin or anything like that. It's not going to go in the newspaper. I mean. That would have been as ludicrous as some people think the Majestic 12 is. So to me, not only are we at this this sort of of tug-of-war match, like I said before, between the government and the Department of Defense, Pentagon, etc., to be able to get transparency on UFO information, we're also at a place where I think... If you needed any more circumstantial evidence to support some of the fucking UFO crazy shit that's been talked about for the past seven decades, this is it. This is the evidence, circumstantial though it may be, that these types of things go on and only supports the fact that they have been going on this entire fucking time. Which then leads us to the question of, are there actual aliens? And does anybody know? The eternal question, the eternal flame. And there's new information to suggest yes. And there's also more information to suggest that people are taking it more and more seriously. I mean, as if the last fucking 20 minutes of what I was talking about wasn't evidence enough of that, that they're fighting over it. At the highest levels of our government, they're fighting over it. NASA has recently, in the last uh, month and a half, introduced a, a scale by which they can sort of have uniformity in which they measure their own uh, you know, search for extraterrestrial life. Um, the chief scientist at NASA, a guy named Jim Green, I'm looking at now a NASA.gov page, Uh, says that they are offering a sample scale to use as a starting point for discussions among anyone who would use it, such as scientists and communicators, uh, informed by decades of experience in astrobiology, a field that probes the origins of life on Earth and possibilities of life elsewhere. Having a scale like this will help us understand where we are in terms of the search for life in particular locations, and in terms of the capabilities of missions and technologies that will help us in that quest. So even NASA... So, you know, normalizing, streamlining their 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 way of reporting, trying to speak, like get everyone on the same page. Let's all start speaking the same language, and um, you know, for when they discover planets, whoa, hold on a second, hold on a second. Speaking, wow, I just got I just got a text from our from our friend and often uh, a guest, Charlie Crabtree. Uh, that actually goes hand in hand with this. With this thing by NASA, and that is that. Uh, wow, scientists have just discovered Mustafar, ladies and gentlemen. Mustafar, Mustafar, the volcanic planet from *Revenge of the Sith*, where uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi had it out. Wow, this is uh, hot, hot off the press, breaking news. Thank you, Charlie. It was just in time. From BGR.com, a terrifying new planet with oceans of lava was just discovered. A new planet discovered by scientists has oceans of lava covering its surface. The hellish planet is called Mustafar and is roughly 30 light years, 30 light years away from the Earth. So the galaxy far, far away is only 30 light years. I mean, granted, that means you could have, if you left for the galaxy far, far away after the first movie and you were traveling at speed of light, you, you would have already been there for like 11 years, chilling. At least, well, not chilling, <laughs> not on Mustafar. Maybe if you found Hoth, <laughs> yeah. uh, the planet is actually called uh, GJ367b. Well, that was fucking called Mustafar? The new planet is smaller than Earth, around three quarters of the size to be exact. That makes it larger than Mercury, but somewhat smaller than Mars. It is also to be, it is also believed to be as dense as pure iron, just like the fucking Jedi were in that movie. You know what I mean? What makes this exoplanet so interesting though is scientists believe it to be more a more extreme version of Mercury. That means it would most most likely have a metallic core with the rest of the world covered in molten lava oceans. And this hellish planet has an they keep calling it that. This hellish planet has an 8 hour orbit. Wow. Moostafar. Well, we know there's life on Mustafar. There's like there's there's guys that work there that they, they they like slag molten lava and stuff stuff like that. They fly around on those little shield protected robots that they're like little skateboards that skate across the lava. They've got like little cooling shields on them. So there you go. What are those things called? Because now we know what life we've discovered. Mustafar uh, aliens. Wow, that you know that really that really brings me some relief to be honest because trying to talk about that that goddamn tug-of-war shit with the fucking government and the pentagon and all that and all the different ufo groups it's 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 a daunting task but i really wanted to talk about it because it's it's important and there's been very little update in the world of, of ufos recently and i've talked about it i've, I've done some shows that uh, i did a string of shows that didn't really have anything to do with aliens and i said because there's nothing going on right now and i really wasn't just in the mood to bust out one of the old stories but now all of the old stories it's like everything that's old is new again because as i talked about the context of, of roswell majestic 12 cia department of defense 1947 all over the fucking place now 2021 wow wow but uh now that we know that there is alien life that we we didn't know that when i started the show but i'll just leave everything in that i said before just you know for the sake of context uh mustafar's um what do they have they have fucking natives right who are those guys that that do the molten lava it's their uh what are they called native species oh they're called mustafarians there you go big surprise population between 15,000 and 20,000. that's a lot of people on a fucking hellish planet of molten lava with an eight-hour orbit and there's a there's a group of people a uh, large variety of other species have uh, immigrated to uh, most far according to star wars fandom uh, wikipedia uh, which is always to be trusted and i'm not being sarcastic it's almost almost always to be trusted with this kind of information So, yeah, people actually go to Mustafar. I mean, obviously Darth Vader went there, but that was for a whole different reason. But like they they go there to to stay, I guess. And there's 20,000 of them that already live there to begin with. So, all right, there you go. Uh, Find all you want, government and Senate, but uh, problem's already been solved. And it turns out that uh, George Lucas knew about a long fucking time before you did. So maybe you should have included him in some of your secret meetings. You motherfuckers, cue the hot chick. Pop talk and aliens, the William Clear Podcast. What I was just drinking is called Liquid Death, but it's water. And it's sparkling, and it comes from a can. It looks like beer. When I when I'm drinking it, I, I I like to drink it out of the can because it's it's like a novelty. So it's not a lot of canned water. But I also like kind of uh Especially if I'm a, if I'm at work on a Zoom meeting. If I take a sip of it, I make sure like a like a good spokesperson in a commercial, I hold the label right up to the to the camera so that I can drink it and everyone knows that I'm not like because it. it looks like fucking malt liquor. The can. You should change it. Also, liquid death. Like, right. yeah, I get it, whatever. Um, but it's delicious. I guarantee it. And that is an unsponsored Testimony, but now aside from the Mustafar thing, obviously I'm I'm joking, but they're I'm not joking in that that planet really was discovered, and Crabtree uh, informed us in real time that that planet was discovered, and it is called GJ three six seven b. Nothing about life, nothing about the twenty thousand uh, people living on that the hellish uh, excuse for a fucking planet, but it has been discovered. Let's talk about the actual actual life, however, though, that, that some insist does exist and what may be a reason for the Pentagon and DoD being so continually tight-lipped about that. Now, first off, there was an article in Sci- uh, Scientific American a couple of months ago over the summer that uh, a new star map had been uh, Produced by science by scientists that revealed that there are more than two thousand stars, some with their own planets, verifiably that have a direct view of Earth. So if they've got you know big telescopes and stuff, they could be watching us without even coming over here with their spaceships. And so that there's an actual fact that there are uh, planets in the correct celestial position to view Earth. Uh, we had about, uh, what, a year ago or so, the uh, former Israeli space security chief saying that extraterrestrials exist and that there's a galactic federation that is just kind of chilling, waiting, waiting for us to get to a, a point where we'll understand what, you know, them and we we won't freak out and everything. And, uh, and he was a man of credibility. He was the former. Uh, he was the space security chief for like 40 years, this guy. And he also said that Trump knew it. And Trump, when asked about Roswell, said that he knew some very interesting things. Now, I mean, you never know with him what's what, but he he did, you know, speak to the question. He didn't laugh it off. There's only two people that haven't You know, when you talk about presidents, and please, please, let's put our political beliefs aside and just talk about the fact that these people, whether you like them or not, were president of the United States at one point in time, okay? When talking about UFOs, here are the ones that have taken it seriously. Uh, Reagan. Uh, Both Clinton, well, Hillary Clinton was never president, obviously, but she took it seriously when she was running. Bill Clinton took it seriously. Uh, Jimmy Carter who and George George W Bush took it so seriously that he just doesn't talk about it won't answer questions about it doesn't talk about it at all Obama jokes 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 Trump i classic Trump i don't know but he certainly you know he says i i know things but he doesn't make jokes he doesn't laugh it off so of all of you know the former presidents going back. George H. W. Bush didn't didn't really say anything about it either. And if you think about you know his connections with the CIA, with the old blood of America, and and then you know subsequently trickling down, no pun intended, to uh, George W. Bush, and and you know what he knows that other presidents might not know, tight lipped on the subject, not joking around about it. Then you get like the Clintons who are like you want to we want to reinvestigate area 51 and we really want to know and apparently they you know Bill Clinton when he was president apparently was always chasing UFO information and getting door slammed in uh, in every you know in, in every corner and that's another thing that at the time and throughout the the years people said well come on like the president like he can't get the fucking information clearly not look again at what we're talking about in this episode the fucking pentagon you 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 corner them with videotape digital video recordings of, of actual UFOs, and you say, Okay, we're the Congress, we're the Senate, we are, you know, elected, we want information about this shit. You can't deny that it's there because there it is. And then they say, Okay, here's a one page report, and fuck off. Now we have a new organization you can't have access to. Do you honestly think you honestly think the president can just run around? And and tap shoulders, and say what's up with the UFOs? Go find out. And then a guy comes back to the Oval Office with a box of Roswell shit, a bunch of fucking magic tinfoil. No, it just doesn't work like that. But I think it varies from president to president. And when you get to to the modern day, with all of this information already out, like you know, by the time Trump took office, all this stuff was already out there. Um, so for him. To, to know more than, a, than Bill Clinton would have in 1992 is absolutely plausible. And uh, so says this uh, former Israeli space uh, security chief. But he's not the only one, much like John Lennon. Yes, I had to go there. Nope, in fact, there is a professor of pathology at Stanford University, that is the Stanford University, yes, professor of pathology who has been studying UFO materials and studying people, mainly military people who have been in contact with UAPs or have been close to them, studying what happens to them. And uh, the results are pretty astounding. And again, this is, this is another very, very new uh, piece of news that, that came out. This is this guy, uh, Nolan did an interview with uh, Vice, um just very very recently and uh, as a matter of fact our, our dear friend koi Huen sent this uh, article also to to pop Talk and aliens which i had uh i had been looking at it and uh, the the one that uh that koi just want to thank you personally because the article that you sent me was better than the ones i had been reading and i'm going to read from that one that you sent as opposed to the ones that i had been looking at before because this one's better <clears throat> so there was this uh, alien. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't an alien. But in 2003, there was this the, this guy, Stephen Greer, who is a, a prominent ufologist. A lot of people think he's, he's a nutcase. It, it seems like there's a little bit of both with him. But he found this skeleton of this tiny little misshapen skeleton that looked like, you know, what you would think a dead gray alien baby would look like. It was pretty horrifying. And it was called uh, Atacama or Atta for short. And at some point, this professor Gary Nolan studied that alien and and decided it was not an alien, but that it was a child who was horribly misfigured in ways that that boggle the imagination and terrify me to I don't want to think about it. Uh, but it was it was actually a a human being, and he published a, a paper about it and was then approached by government agencies like the CIA to look at materials that had been recovered from UFO crashes. Now, just to remind you, if, if you weren't aware or if you hadn't listening, whatever, that one of the, the advisors that had initially spoke to the Senate about UFOs back in the days before the preliminary assessment said that we were in possession of other world material that was from otherworldly craft. He said that. It caused a big stir, got everybody all excited for the report, and then, like I said earlier, the report had fucking nothing, and now then the bigger fuck you later. But anyway, it, it was said that we have that material. And this professor, Gary Nolan at Stanford, has been given material to analyze. This is actually true. Um, so I'm going to go on and read a little bit of this, this article. It's from, uh, iflscience.com. This was published a couple of days ago. Again, we're in December of 2021. Merry Christmas again, whatever. You know, it's good. God blesses everyone. Uh, so after debunking the, uh, Atacama alien, Nolan gained a reputation and was soon approached by various government agencies, as I told you, uh, and uh, aeronautic corporations that had weird objects their words not mine although i would have used those same words Uh, known professionally as uaps but to everyone else's ufos and sometimes brain scans that needed looking at some objects he revealed in his interview advice are especially inexplicable with two of the 12 uap fragments he analyzed quote not playing by our rules some of the objects are nondescript and just lumps of metal Mostly, there's nothing unusual about them, except that everywhere you look in the metal, the composition is different, which is odd, he told Weiss. The common thing about all the materials that I've looked at so far, and there's about a dozen, is that none of them are uniform. They're all these hodgepodge mixtures. Each individual case will be composed of a similar set of elements, but they will be inhomogeneous. One of the specimens he analyzed was an unusual piece of magnesium said to be found at an air crash site in Brazil in 1957, known in UFO circles as the Ubatuba event, which I've never talked about, but that'd be a good episode. Also because it's fun to say Ubatuba or Ubatuba. When he analyzed two separate samples from the same event, they were wildly different. The first, quote, had perfectly correct isotope ratios for what you would expect for magnesium found anywhere on Earth. Meanwhile, the other one, was just way off, like 30% of the ratios. While that's odd, he explains that it is possible at great expense to alter isotope ratios of magnesium. It's just not clear why you would do it in a sample that appears to be genuinely from the 1950s and wouldn't be analyzed properly for 70 years. Now that's him studying the material, UFO material, and talking about how how crazy it is, and you know this this thing should be more prominent. This story, I feel like, it shouldn't have taken me to be searching for aliens, and then Coy to 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 be banging the drum about this thing. It should be right up there in the news with the stories about the the fucking office of the UFOs, and, and the many offices of UFOs that people are fighting over now, because this guy has also worked on. Brain scans, they said, it said in the article when I was reading it that he's been given brain scans of military people who have been in contact with UAPs, you know, flybys, things like that, been at nuclear bases because they're always fucking hovering over nuclear bases, have been since 1947. And what he's found is that they have, their, their brains are fucked up from these things, from being around these things that they have symptoms that, that their scans look similar in some ways to like multiple sclerosis and stuff and that they are, that they have very bad brain damage. And and one of them had even fucking died who had been around one of these UAPs. Was looking for information about that all over the place. Nothing really to go by. Although I certainly trust a pathologist from Stanford Um. There is there was a case there have been cases in the past of pilots mysteriously disappearing, like, you know, going all the way back to the beginning of UFO sightings and Kenneth Arnold and all of that of pilots disappearing from, you know, because of UFOs and things like that. But this is a case of someone actually being like physically afflicted by being in the presence of one and dying from that. That's fucking gross and scary. And yet another reason why if you're the Pentagon, you probably want to be keeping this shit to yourself. And not uh going into meetings with senators and congress people and talking about, you know, we found this, we found that, and the UFOs will kill you. Just being around them, you know, we can't make sense of their isotopes. Yeah. You know, it it, it starts to make sense. Then there is, of course. The other possibility. And that is that they know that a lot of this, if not all of this stuff, is just weaponry that is going to be used against us. And they have got to keep it under wraps. And that maybe even that is the case going all the way back to Roswell, and that it wasn't magic tinfoil from space, that it was just crazy tinfoil from Russia or whatever and uh in the interests of our national security because there is a a war for space the chinese have a some sort of new uh technology that can like remotely destroy our satellites which is a lot of if probably most of the reason that space force was created was to defend against that type of shit you know we've talked about space force on this show a lot i don't think it's a defense against ufo's i think if these UFOs are aliens the ones that we've seen like us coming up with some fucking space army to defend it that's not gonna that's not gonna work the best we've come up with anything like that so far was a couple weeks ago when we when we shot up that that fucking rocket that's gonna go blow up the asteroid like in uh deep impact Armageddon and all that we are not equipped to go fight with these things you've seen the videos Space force is not about that space force is about defense against other countries protecting our satellites protecting whatever the fuck else we've got going on up there and uh and that could be maybe another reason just you know i'm thinking now that uh these these ufos and uaps are starting to pop up more and more in those in those areas because that shit's happening and it turns out they also built a fucking little uh space station on the moon and the chinese just found it a few weeks ago that's right yeah a Chinese rover named U22. So I think it's Y2 and then the number two. It's not U2, yeah, but it's called, yeah, U22 is a Chinese uh, moon rover that is exploring parts of the far side of the moon that, that we've never explored before. And it came across from about 200, I think it was like 260 feet away or so, this hut. They called it a hut. The Chinese scientists said it was like a hut. It's this like cubed object. Looks like a little house. And the, the Chinese are very interested in it. And, and it's it's still, the picture is still where it's far away enough to where you can't quite make it out. But it does look very unusual. It looks more unusual than the the, the type of things that I have seen when I look at like moon alien stuff. I talked about that on, I think, the last episode. talking about alien stuff on the moon and this hadn't happened yet but now you know the the Chinese rover has gone to parts of the moon that we haven't looked at yet and it sees this cube this hut not to be confused with Jabba the hut who does not live on the moon he lives on Tatooine which is close to Mustafar which we know exists so this is all true anyway uh it will take I think I think they said it's going to take a month or if like a three weeks or something for the, for the rover to get all the way to the hut. So I, I anticipate greatly that it is doing... I know they're investigating it. So I'm not 100% sure if they said to the rover, like, fucking make a beeline of that thing. I want close-ups and watch your ass. Or if they're just like, yeah, well, we'll maybe get a little closer and we'll study the pictures we have. I, I'm hoping and assuming that the thing's going to go right to the front door of this hut and see, you know. I, I can't wait to see those pictures so we're swimming in alien stuff right now it's falling from the fucking skies literally and figuratively there's a, a clip I want to play from a woman named Avril Haynes and this is was recorded a while a while back um, last few months she's the director of National Intelligence so where she falls in the the tug of war between uh, you know the, the fucking uh, wishbone pulling between the the Pentagon and the and the uh, the, the government I'm not exactly sure so I'm not, I'm not I'm not going to rush to condemn her or praise her um, as to what she what part she might play in all of this if any uh, but she is the director of national intelligence so she'll play some sort of part but I will give you then one encouraging piece of sound. From her. This is from uh I got this from the disclosure team, disclosure underscore team on Instagram. Had this had this video. So I picked it up from them. And uh you can take a listen. This is Avril Haynes, Director of National Intelligence, talking recently about the uh, UAPs and the UAP report, the preliminary assessment that we got back in June.
1: When Yeah, I mean, I think the bottom line is that we don't understand everything that we're seeing, and that's probably not surprising to anybody in many respects. But it is—it was a report that really Congress asked us to produce—a report that assessed what we saw as the threat, essentially, from unidentified aerial phenomenon, and uh, what our sort of best understanding was of the different reports that we had identified. And it stretched over from I think 2004 through to 2021 the different reports that you identified, that you indicated 144 of them. And we had different categories, as you said. So one of them was airborne clutter. Another was natural, uh, you know, phenomenon. Uh, another was um, foreign adversaries. A f- fourth one was uh, related to sort of U.S. government or industry developmental programs. And then the fifth one was other. and that basically indicated that we were pretty sure we weren't going to be able to characterize every single one of these reports in the various categories that we'd identified because frankly we were not able to understand everything about it and a large portion of that is based on the fact that we don't have a consistent way of reporting this information we need to integrate frankly a lot of data that we get we need to get better at collecting information that's useful to us from different sensors that are available to us. And we have to deepen our analysis in these areas. And that's something that, you know, frankly, probably also doesn't surprise you in the sense that that's how we typically approach our intelligence work. And the main issues that Congress and others have been concerned about are basically safety of flight concerns and counterintelligence issues. But of course, there's always the question of, is there something else that we simply do not understand that might come extraterrestrial, extraterrestrially? Let me
0: just ask a... Yeah. Yeah. And make sure to keep that shit to yourself. Cause because God forbid we find out that it was extraterrestrial. You can't even... by the way, I don't know why that was recorded in the Grand Canyon. Um you think uh set up an interview. That's not it's not even a Zoom meeting. Like they're in the same room. They're just they're standing, they're sitting in the middle of a of like this most the most cavernous hallway in some old government building. So I don't know if this is a time to celebrate. I've seen a lot of people on Instagram, UFO people that I, that I respect saying, you know, this is a great thing. They passed the defense bill and there's UFO money in it, uh, you know, and so to, to force communication between, um, you know, the, the government and, and, and the defense department. I, I don't know, though, because then there's other people that are so pessimistic about it and are just saying, nah, we just got fucked again. That money, it's just a big pile of money and everybody wants a piece of it. And you know the, the, the Pentagon's just going to take that the their piece of the pie out of there, and we're not going to get anything out of it. And the best you're ever going to hear is something like that. That woman just now, Avril Haines, talking, saying, "Well, some of it could be extraterrestrial." I don't know. Maybe because of this bill, they will be able to force the hand of the Pentagon a bit and and push them into divulging more information. And you know getting around people like that asshole who was like well it's not like we're gonna you know put it on a like I don't know like a website or some shit you know it's hopefully it will be put on a website or some shit anyway thanks for listening thank you for uh for hanging out with me for the last six years if you have and if you've if you've just come aboard well I you know I hope you liked it because there'll be more and you can stick around if you want whatever. Do what you like. It's the holidays. Just treat yourself. Treat yourself. And I will, uh, we'll talk to you early next year because the, uh, the book of Boba Fett's coming as this Cobra Kai season four within days of each other. And we're going to need to talk about that. So until then, have a Merry Christmas. Have a happy new year. Have a great, whatever it is that you love and like, enjoy your day, enjoy your nights and, uh, cue the hot chick. Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast.